On this week's Say Less Therapy podcast, we're diving into the topic of disobedient behavior and how it's changed over the years. From our own childhood memories to today's generation, we explore the different reasons and consequences of defying authority. Tune in to hear our personal experiences and insights on how to manage disobedient behavior. Whether you're a parent, teacher, or just dealing with it in your own personal life. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Let's keep the conversation going. Counseling, we're focused on helping you overcome your mental health challenges. Individual therapy, couples therapy, family and group therapy, we're open to everyone and ready to help you find balance. Speak with a counselor today at HealingHeartCounselingLLC.com. Hey everybody, this is Will with your co-host Sarah Williams from SayLessTherapy.com. And you're listening to the Say Less Therapy podcast, the podcast that gives advice from clinicians on everyday life issues. Today, we have special guest Jaquan Jefferson. Jaquan, tell the, our listeners about you real quick. <laughs> um, my name is Jaquan Will, um, but um, I have worked in mental health for the last 15 years of my life, um, everything from day treatment, in-home, to facility, a tech. I've been a manager. I am currently a corporate trainer of techs. Um, and uh, I, I've been in the field. He's done it forever, guys. He's done it forever. We Both of us, <laughs> we have that bond. Work with kids and adults. Yes. <laughs> so today we're going to discuss. How much different. Yes. So, <laughs> no. So today we're going to discuss uh, disobedient behavior in children, um, basically from then, you know, how, you know, everybody used to basically um, discipline children with disobedient behavior back then, you know, compared to now. Okay. Uh, yes, that's this is a, a, a very touchy um, subject because, you know, we was raised, you know, um, you do something wrong or something, excuse my French, but you're getting your ass whooped. You know, if you did something bad in front of your neighbors or your neighbor or whatever, they had the right to whoop your ass. And, you know, we was raised in the times that if you did something messed up in school, you got the wood on, you got the paddle. Oh, yeah. I'm letting, basically, I'm letting our listeners know how old we are right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, just for the record, I'm not that old. When I was in court <laughs> school, you still couldn't hit somebody else's kids. But you're lucky. You're my, a lucky man. Well, my mama whooped my ass enough for everybody. <laughs> so you know, so I just want everybody to know that. But now, you know, times have changed and we have evolved. Thanks. Now okay. we JJ. So now we have came to the time now, you know, that that is not right because now we have realized the that the children go through some things that causes this type of behavior. Mm -hmm. um, Sarah, would you like to elaborate on that? Oh, gosh. So what part of this will I elaborate? I'm not sure, but I, I will say this. I will say that it's my belief. I may be the only one at the table, but <laughs> I, I do. I And I came from the same background of uh, 
getting my tail beat uh, on a regular occasion by the teachers and my parents. And um, I, I don't think it's effective. I, I think, I think a dysregulated adult can never regulate a child, mm. a dysregulated child. And I think that, you know, there's this, there's, there's this idea out there, like, don't spank your child in anger. I don't know about y'all, but I have kids and they're the people that can get under my skin more than anybody else on this planet. If I'm mad at them and I'm pissed off at what they did, there's no way I'm going to have like decide I'm going to spank them and I'm not going to be angry. Like, I, I just, to me, it's, I, I don't agree with that at all. I think more education and more um, information you give children, the better they are. What do you think, Jaquan? I genuinely think that it has to be a combination of both. I think that you can't discipline your child without that nurture piece, because to me, that's what makes it abuse when you don't follow it up with the nurture piece. Um, I don't agree. I mean, okay, so I I would get my ass whooped, but it was always a discussion. Yeah, there was always a discussion. It was a discussion. I did this because I love you. Well, 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 no, not this hurts me more than it hurts you. Bullshit. I mean, okay, yes, that that was in the discussion, but but also like what my behavior said, what my behavior said about the household I came from, what my behavior um, says about me and the perception that other people have of me based on my behavior. And I, I mean, I, I still believe that, you know, do you need to pop your child? Absolutely. Do you need to whoop your child's ass? That's that. That's a different but story. But where's the line? It gets well, so fuzzy. That's the problem. Well, we'll... Sarah said, you know, she got spankings. Oh, no. I got beatings. Okay. I got beatings. Let's, let's, were... let's, let's, let's refrain. <laughs> I said I got my tail whooped. I didn't want to use any cursing, right. but I've already done that now. But no, no, beltings. And... But there was, but yes. to me, there's a, there's a difference. There's a difference in, in that abuse piece because usually the abuse is I'm just doing this. You know, it may be based off the child's behavior, maybe based off of what the adult is going through. But I'm just doing this. There's no conversation. There's no, um, you know, I'm doing this because I want you to be a better person now. And I'm not justifying that. But what I am saying is that, you know, corporal punishment does have its place, but it definitely has to be followed up with aftercare. It has to be followed up with the conversation. It has to be followed up with, you know, um, context to why this is happening to you. Right. So but the main piece that a lot of people don't understand is. There's a reason why your child is misbehaving. Okay. So that means a, it's the household, the parents, maybe the parents them broke up and some kids don't know how to, as I say, express themselves to their family members as in a, because of this is happening. Only reason you're showing me attention is guess what? I got to act out. And we, we all have seen that the child acts yeah, out to get it. Yeah. That the child acts out because guess what? They want to get they want to get seen or heard. Like, hey, well, this well sometimes will because I think that that might be an oversimplification of that. So it what is, do you think it, it is? I think that there's there's a natural maturation that children have to go through. And and it's natural. You're inquisitive. You're gonna try different behaviors, you're gonna try different things to try and get the results that you want. But it is the parent's job to teach the child what is acceptable behavior and what is not acceptable behavior. And part of that is in the discipline of the child. But I don't think that 
just because a child acts up or is defiant, that is automatically the household. Because we have seen in, in our experience, kids that come from really great households that just are acting defiant for whatever the reason is. So it's not necessarily always that they come from a bad environment. Yeah, well, I, I, I totally agree with you. We do have, we have seen some um, as, as spoiled kids, mm-hmm. spoiled kids that come from very wealthy families, but don't know but at the same time, the parents don't even know their kids. I think I think we have. To a- am I right or wrong? But that's but, true, but, but and then, I think we have to discern between wealth and like functional families, right? So yes. like, just because you're yes. wealthy doesn't mean your family is yes. functioning well. Absolutely. And so, I mean, you can come from a what you're, you know, like you may look out on the outside as a spoiled kid, and the 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 family unit is dysfunctional, and so like that could cause acting out, and mm-hmm. there are different reasons for acting out but i mean i'm gonna simplify this like like for me this makes sense in my head in any way shape or form and that's and that's just me i understand that we live in a country where people can discipline their children you know how they see fit to a an extent but like i'm not telling my kid like i'm gonna hit you because you hit me like that was a bad behavior and i'm gonna hit you for it like because we do that all the time like think about the, the toddler that like reaches out and slaps their you know mom's face and what does mom do like slap them back on the butt or whatever it is um how do you teach somebody to correct a behavior by doing the same behavior so you know that i've done aba therapy before yes we both have we both have (laughs) have. so the problem with well in my mind the correlation between gentle parenting and aba is very similar Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Yeah, so agree. for the listeners, what is ABA? So they understand. Applied behavior analysis. Okay. So mm-hmm. it is a specific methodology of teaching um, social skills and even education and, or life skills yeah. to an, a specifically autistic children. Yeah. Okay. Who, you know, some are nonverbal, some don't have the ability to comprehend and to understand. So it is a methodology, 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 excuse me of teaching them how to survive and how to live and, and how to thrive. And an evidence-based, and it's, evidence-based, and it's yes. the, the most proven uh, methodology to get results. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the only thing with that is sometimes it takes so long to get the results that you want. And so even with this gentle parenting, and because I have seen situations where like a parent will have their child and their child is actively hitting them. And they're like, hey, listen, we've talked about that. You don't hit mommy. And I'm sitting there in my head and I'm like, if you don't just slap this child and tell them to stop. Hey, I said it, I the hot mic moment, I said it. <laughs> slap this child and tell, but guess what? If you don't wanna get slapped again, guess what you don't do? You don't hit mommy. That's crazy to me. Like that. Like we definitely disagree on that. Like how? How in the world am I going to teach somebody to not slap me by slapping them? (laughs) How does that even? It doesn't make sense. And once they realize, it doesn't make sense. Okay. So so think about it. We learn through consequences. Ultimately, we we learn through consequences. I want to speed on the interstate all the time. The reason why I don't speed on the interstate is because I don't want a ticket. Why don't I want a ticket? Because I don't want it to affect my insurance. I don't want my insurance to go up. So I don't speed because of the consequence. If there was no consequence, I would speed. 
Got it. But what I'm saying is, is like, if I'm, I'm, I've learned to not slap mommy, but this kid over here, well, mom's up, I'm going to slap this other kid. Like, wh- what are you? Like, Can you slap him again and tell him don't slap other people? No, I'm joking. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's, it's definitely like a hot topic because there's so much difference in opinion with it. But I think that the minute you go in and I mean, being a parent, of um two teenagers there has definitely been times where i want to put my hands on those 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 two little wonderful beautiful human beings that i I brought into this world however um i just don't find any value in it and i think it's my actual emotion taking over versus my actual like okay what am i giving them as a okay so y'all said all this now what are the signs that you know your kids is hey he's off the chain he, 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 my, my child done went rogue. Like, what signs do you usually hear from parents? Um, you know, um, that's like a hard question to answer because mm-hmm. I think, um, a, a lot of times those signs that we could go in depth with are ignored, and yes. you know, so what, which so, ones, which, which ones are ignored? Like a bunch of them. I mean, what, uh, give what me a couple, sir. Okay, like they're getting in trouble at school. They're, you know, being very defiant. They're, you know, like actively being disrespectful to you. Like there's all these things, but, you know, it's kind of this gradual buildup. And then all of a yes. sudden, a parent's like, oh my God, like I'm in crisis now. My, my, my family's in crisis. And we've ignored all these other signs. And typically speaking, it comes, I mean, you know, I mean, not talking about autism or, or anything like that, because that's a whole different ballgame that like, is a total different ballgame. yeah game. but like We're typically on a speaking field. it's built up from trauma yeah. from from dysfunction in the family from yeah. you know uh something happening to the child so i think there's a lot of different answers to that but i i definitely think it's overlooked to where we're at a crisis right yeah. and then we get to this crisis and we're like now what do i do fix my child please fix my yeah. child and like you know i mean that's that's the i think the problem is like when you see these behaviors, like you can't just overlook them, like you have to address them. And okay. I think, and I think it's, it's multi. So what you described is like a multi-tiered escalation. Yeah. And so even in dealing with that and trying to deal with those behaviors, it has to be a multi-tiered approach I agree. because, and we always said this, cause usually, you know, we all worked in a facility together, but we would get kids 16, 17 years old, oppositional defiance, mood disorder, just don't want to comply. What are we about to do in three months? Right. Like how in three months are we about to undo 18 years, 17 years, 16 years yeah. of this traumatic experience? And I think one of the things that parents have to be mindful of is what is trauma for you does not mean that it's going to be trauma for someone else. Like it is, it is individualized. It is them focused because Two people can be raised in the same house and experience the same traumatic events and still walk away with two very different, totally different ideas about what happened in the house. Oh, yeah. So so I think parents understanding that, yeah, you might you probably feel like you put a roof over your kid's head, you put food on the table, they got clothes, they're clean, they're good. They haven't experienced any trauma. There's no reason for these behaviors. But the other side to that is you're now you now have to look at things from a six-year-old's perspective, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, 16-year-old perspective. Yeah. Because they can experience trauma that you don't think is trauma. That is you know what so I'm saying? true, yeah. Because what I have 
come in contact with, especially with my friends, is that they'll date, have guys come in the house, introduce the guys to the kids, and for three months they're in the house, and then something happens in the relationship, and then this guy that I've seen consistently for three months is no longer in the house, and now mommy is sad, and now mommy is in her room crying, and then next month mommy's back, and then mommy introduces another man. Like that's that's trauma, but from a parent's perspective, you're trying to live your life. You're trying to date. You're trying to find a boojang. You know what I'm saying? So I think that parents have to understand, number one, that even though you're living your life, what effect is, of living your life is having on your kids? Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes total sense. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think, uh, you know, because we're adults and we're all knowing. Like, right, you know, right. And, and, and then and not just that, but too, like life happens, like stuff is happening left and right, like our jobs, something's happening here, something's happening financial, something's happening here, there. We don't like stop. And I think, uh, get it from a child's perspective because we're thinking about all these other things and like, They'll understand when they get well, yeah. but in the meantime, as they're growing, like you know, what are we doing to help like cultivate that understanding? And that's why, like, I always go back to more information for a child is better, um, because otherwise, like you said, like if there's a somebody in the house for three months and then they're missing, like the child's also going through a grief. Yes, it could yes. be, you know, or because I could have liked this person, I could have right? really enjoyed yeah. being yeah. around this person. And we don't think of it that we just think like, oh, well, I don't want that person in my life because. This adult stuff happened, but what about the kid? Like the kid gets entangled and all that, and I think that happens with everything—not yes. just relationships, but like, like I said, financial work stuff. We're just like, okay, just go play or just go do this, whatever. Like, mommy has to do, you know, all that mommy has to do. Even, but even, yeah. even religion. You know what I'm saying? Like, you started taking your child to church for six years of their life, and then all of a sudden, you came to an epiphany, and you no True. longer want to do religion. And so now the child wakes up at nine o'clock on Sundays, like, are we going to church? And so that's a new normal that the child has to now grapple with. And, and, and no learn. one's talking about it. And no one's talking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but I think that that's the key. Will. I, I think that that's the key. Regardless like, of, the, of but, how you parent. Yes. Yes. It's, yes. Like, it it's, is the key. I, I would get my behind handed to me. And, <laughs> and I, in all honesty, my mother would pick up anything <laughs> me with it. I've, I've had it. I've had belts, extension cords, flat water, rulers, shoes. I have had it all. But, but every time my mom did that, it was a conversation. And not just a conversation of like, oh, this is hurting me more than it's hurting you, yeah. but also a conversation of what's going on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and even though you think that a child can't understand that, at least you gave them that so that when they get older and they start thinking back on their childhood and the things that happened, at least they can say that they had that conversation. Yeah. And mommy did explain why these things were happening. So and also another thing. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, my mama did it yelling at me. Like she didn't do it in like a soft tone, but we still had a conversation. But also, but also, <laughs> but also, you you have to take into effect kids now. The major influence they have is school. That is a major one. School. Yeah. If you go to school without the right clothes on, oh, if you oh, 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 that is they don't understand yeah. that plays effect in your child's behavior yeah. if your kid is going to school not fashionable yeah. uh he doesn't have the right book bag yeah. hey you know back then it was one strap two straps or anything i don't know what it is they get made fun of now they do yeah. I and, 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 
I didn't even. I was like, man, y'all are gruesome now. They are gruesome, and that, and they were gruesome back then. Too. But no, but they're now stuff. now they're following. There's difference. Back then, you got it in school. Now they have social media. When you or get you, home, yes, you still you you, you, you yeah. you're still getting it. Yeah. If you turn on your, yeah. they use the gram now, Instagram or TikTok. Guess what? You're getting it now. Yeah, it's called the gram now, sir. Dang. <laughs> and back then, remember, if you got in a school fight back then, there was no world star. Now they shame you worldwide now. But, but I think that that's that's and then the kid being able to have conversations with your kids. Yeah, like you gotta ask them, like, hey, what's going on what's in going school? On? Well, and yeah. here's another thing too. This generation is the first generation to have the same knowledge, you know. At as their adults. fingertips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adults, we, we, we right? very much so. We, we, we had to go look yeah. it up or uh, rely on a, a Dewey decimal talk. system. We had I to. Remember, <laughs> I remember learning how to use the encyclopedia. Yeah. Yes, you know what I'm saying. They came like, out the door. They sold them. Absolutely. <laughs> and now, and now, anything that you want is at the fingertips, right there mm -hmm. on in right. Google. And so, which makes it much more important for that information because yes. if you don't give it to them, they they're, they're going to find it. They're going to find it, and then. When they find it, it's not going to be introduced to them in a way that's palatable and under and easy for them to understand. Or correct. Or or even correct. Yeah. Or or kind of what your household, what we think your in value. this house. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so like it's I don't know. I the, the kids that I have seen that have been the most disruptive, the most, you know, baddest, if you will, were always came from situations where not that they were poor or not that they were like um disadvantaged but from situations where they were not thought of you know what i'm saying i like, understand what you're saying like, like the child is not a priority mm -hmm. in this house and what we do because even take some of the spoiled kids that we've seen parents work all the time parents you know drive good cars they have a good house but they're not invested in their child's development they're not invested in who your friends are. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't spend the night at everybody's house. You know, like, who, what, when, why, and how? Who you going? Who, who are they? <laughs> who are their parents? What they do? Have I met them? You know what I'm saying? But nowadays, you know, you have a lot of parents that are on that grind because society, you know, we have to work. Yeah. You know, we have to work. We have to pay bills. But there's not usually a stay-at-home mom that much. Anymore. No, and and, but, and but the, the TV's kids, raising the kids now. The, the TV, TV is raising TV, the children. Tablet, social but media are raising the kids. <laughs> and so when you're not invested in the kids, and I'm and when I say invested, I mean like involved in their everyday life. You know who their friends are. You know the sphere in which they live and the people that they encounter every day. Yeah. If you're not invested in in that. And you don't know what's being seeped into you. Oh, and, and, and a major one is if your children are playing the PlayStation yeah. or, or, or Modern Warfare. I got on there one time. I was like, dang, I thought I was in the Navy again from the, I'm getting cussed out half bad. But, 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 <laughs> but the other side to that is if you're invested, you can provide context right. for whatever they learn, whatever they see. But because, you know, the, the argument of kids shouldn't play violent video games. I grew up on violent video games. I grew up playing original Nintendo Duck Hunt. Oh, that ain't gun. violent, Jake. That oh, is violent. It's a toy gun. gun that is it's violent. a toy gun and I was shooting ducks. Oh, come on, you know man. But, the only but, violent game but, we had back then was 007. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, sir. Um, Golden but, but look at the evolution and look at what, what has happened. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't know what your kids are into and what your kids are doing, you can't provide that context. So they're learning 
from what they see and what they experience. Well, and I think I think you make a good point too about like you. I mean, because there's parents that try to like not expose. I'm one of those parents. Don't expose them. Put them in a bubble. Right. Um. And you can't really. And I've learned that over the years. You really cannot. You know, take them away from all the bad things. Right. You have to be that person to talk to them when yeah. they do get exposed to those those things that maybe you know go against your values or you know you don't think are right and and being able to have that conversation but it, you know it, it's very hard to i i think and i'm not saying it's impossible um but i think it's very hard to have a conversation with a 16 year old when you haven't had a conversation with them since they were five, yes you know, yes right yes. like now we're going to try yes. to make this bond well i don't know like well, that may not well, work. think about what we tell techs all the time you can't make a withdrawal from someone if you haven't made the deposit True. So like, yeah, you're trying to talk to your 16 year old about sex, but we haven't talked about your life and what you have going on at all. Right. So like we've built up to this crisis. Now yes. Kids having sex yes. or whatever. And you're like, oh, crap. Like, you know, like now I have to talk about real world stuff. They're not going to take you seriously um, unless you build that. Bond. I mean, honestly, me and my mom never had the conversation about sex. Me and my dad oh, never God, had the conversation about sex. Like, I grew up like that bubble that you were talking about. I grew up in that bubble. My dad was a pastor. My mom was a missionary in the church. Like I grew up in that bubble. I went to yeah. private Christian school for elementary, middle, and high school. Uh -huh. So my exposure to things were very limited. But then I went to Virginia State University. You know what I'm saying? Listen. What the show say? It's a different world. It really was. And I was not prepared. And even, even in, in a social concept, concept, I was not prepared for the, the level of interaction from people that weren't in my bubble from when I grew up. And I had a hard time. Like my, I will honestly say that my entire college experience was me trying to navigate this new world. But when you have conversations with your kids, when you do expose your kids to things, when you do let them see, you know, that there is another life and there's another side of life. Like one thing I will say is that growing up, I didn't grow up in the hood, but my mom did make sure that we were exposed to the fact that people do live like this. Like yes. I went and saw my cousins. I went, you know, to New York and saw my aunts living in the projects and stuff like that. So I was aware that there's another world, but parents do have to be aware that you're raising a human being that's you're getting raising ready to, an adult. You're, you're, you're raising, raising an adult. Yes. Like I said, I, I never forget my, my grandmother. She said, boy, once you leave the nest, you don't come back to the nest, but the visit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bless her heart. She said, she told me that, hey, once you leave the nest, you don't come back to the nest, unless the visit. Yeah. And, and some people, you know, now, you know, you got boomerang kids. They leave to come right back. Like, I'm a well, boomerang kid. I, <laughs> I am a boomerang. I am entire, internally grateful for the fact that my mama let me come back and stay at the house. No, because yo, life is, is life hard. is hard. Life, but that, that, but that's a different I subject. That's a different subject. Hey, hey, that's a different subject. And I'm like, people are lying to me. Why are they lying? To, why do they want to? I didn't yes. understand it. Just crossed yes. my mind, and I, you know, that was a whole new world too. I mean, and some of the acting out that the the kids do do is is really because you have self exploration that's happening. Mm -hmm. They're discovering the world. They're discovering hormones. They're discovering their feelings, independence, yeah. you know, and the job of the parent is, like I said, to put things into context. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is this happening? What does this mean? What is this about?
And if you're not putting it into context, I'm going to get context, but I'm going to get it from a source that is yeah. not. And that's how most kids, well, then that's how most kids, let's be real, they end up in gangs. Because guess what? I'm a gang leader. I'm giving you something, some nurturing yes, that your parents you is not, that, that or you're not getting from yeah. your parents. Yeah. And, and and this is where this is coming from. Yeah. Let, let's looking, let's keep it real. This is how they your some I, children, ado, adolescents end up in gangs. Yeah. They're getting something that they're not getting from home. And or I not. think that goes back to like like the relationship you have with your child, right? Like, I mean, you have to have a you have to actually like just like any adult relationship, you have to work on a relationship yes. with your child. It yes. doesn't just happen. Like yes. it's not just because I birthed you, you're gonna now like have this relationship with me so it has to be nurtured and i think um i mean honestly like like i said in the beginning more information the better for them and that's why is because like otherwise they're going to go somewhere else they're not going to come to me because why am i coming to you i don't even know you at this point mm-hmm. um and so speaking of that where are my two children <laughs> where did they go <laughs> but i would like to uh thank jaquan jefferson uh, coming on Say Less uh, Therapy. And uh, Sarah, again, we'll probably discuss another subject next week. I'm Sometime. sure we will. I know. <laughs> you love doing this. Love it. <laughs> Jaquan, we'll have you back for another topic later on down the line. If Always you, glad you, to come back. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, that is it. Uh, goodbye. This week's episode of Say Less Therapy has been eye-opening. We dived into how disobedient behavior manifests in children and in adults, and how it's handled differently now compared to back then. It's incredible how much our perspective has changed and how we moved away from punishment and towards understanding and empathy. The discussions we had with our guests this week truly opened our eyes to how we can better support those dealing with disobedient behavior. Thank you to everyone who turned in and contributed to the conversation. We hope you found this episode thought-provoking and informative. Remember, it's a crucial to take a step back and approach disobedient behavior with kindness and understanding. Stay tuned for more episodes of Say Less Therapy. And as always, let's say less and live more mindfully.